1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we begin to move from European football back to the domestic stuff It was a famous night for Dundee United at Tannadice, Beating AZ Alkmaar by a goal to nil Giovanni van Bronckhorst confirms Alfredo Morelos is available As Rangers look to bounce back against Kilmarnock tomorrow And Celtic will be without Rio Hatati for the trip to Ross County I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Cami Bell and Hugh Evans. Lorraine Kelly Ricky Ross (laughs) Producer Callum
2: Desperate Dan Your boys were terrific in tangerine last night I was privileged Gordon to have worked through The great Dundee United days under Jim McLean The winning of the league at Dens Park Getting to a European final But I have to tell you I thought last night was as emotional as it gets For those Dundee United fans who turned out in sensational numbers
1: And Jack Ross is building A very good team I mean Cammy Bell It helps when you've played For half the teams in Scotland But we can count (laughs) Dundee United As one of your former clubs So I'm sure you uh, Share some of Hugh's feelings On last night
3: Yeah Amazing night for the club And and a fantastic club Really enjoyed my time up there But last night was really Really special Seeing the fans come out in force And and how ecstatic they were After the game But a fantastic performance From the players And as Hugh says I think they're building A really really good team They've made a A smart move in getting Jack Ross in as manager So yeah good times ahead for Dundee United I think
1: Dundee United fans it would be great to hear from you 01419511025 And I feel like last night was the type of game That sort of captured Scottish football fans generally So maybe you don't support Dundee United uh, But you want to have your say And of course it's not all about that Because we're straight back in to the league With all those narratives as well For Rangers of course the Kilmarnock game is important Anyway in the context of the league but you've heard the phone in all week following oh. what happened in Belgium uh, on Tuesday So it's about bouncing back from that Of course Celtic up to Dingwall Managerless Motherwell so There's a lot to get through between now and 8 o'clock
2: I almost dropped my champagne and caviar when I listened to the programme <laughs> last night And I heard the man describe USG as a glorified pub team Come on now Keep yourselves in check Uh and also, I think back to last weekend, Gordon. I saw an uncharacteristic scowl on Ange Postacoglu's face. He was not totally enamoured of Celtic's display. I expect to see Celtic tightening up in all areas at Dingwall tomorrow. It's,
1: it's great, Cammy, isn't it? Back with a bang last week. You then you're straight onto these huge European games, and then you, you know before you know it, it's sort of back to domestic games. That even though it's the fourth of August, everyone. Makes out or you know must win sort of thing that that's what we do we get so um, caught up in it and it's the fifth of August today but you get my drift
3: yeah but that's the old fun for you at the end of the day if you lose a game in Europe you need to bounce back and you realise how important that the league is um, so massive game for Rangers tomorrow I think the performance. Um, midweek was, was a disappointing thing So they need to put on A real good show tomorrow Get three points And go into the game With confidence midweek
1: Well Alfredo Morelos is back Rangers fans Are you you're throwing him Straight in To get him up to speed For the European game Does he have to be managed He has been out for you know, Quite some time What do you think Give us your thoughts Ahead of the game Against Kilmarnock, Celtic fans Norio Hatati. How do you plug that gap And anything else Ahead of the weekend This is the place to share it 01419511025 Will we do it, Hugh Evans? Will we start with Dundee United? Oh. I can't recall doing it too often. It's not worrying, is it? It is not. I'm oh. sure she will be in touch. Um, but why not? Yes, Yes, of course. I think we're all, all in agreement. Oh, one four one nine five one, one zero two five. Whether you're a Dundee United fan or an interested observer, let's hear what you made of the game last night. Maybe a wee shot in the arm for Scottish football after a difficult start to the European stuff. Jack Ross says it was a privilege to manage Dundee United for last night's win and he's also praising the quality of the goal
4: It was a privilege to lead the club in a night like tonight I think from minute one because of the atmosphere that was in the stadium you know, privileged to lead a team like that because you sat there performance and it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things in terms of progressing or going through the next round but I think for the club as a whole supporters the generations of Dungeon you know, suppose that haven't had a night like that and enjoyed beating a, a top European team at Tanadise so it was a yeah, a really enjoyable night one. The players should be proud of. I knew it was a good call at the time. I've, I've now had the chance to watch it back, And in terms of even starts from our goalkeeper, um, Darren Levitt's role, and it's brilliant. And then Glenn and Jamie produce what we brought them to the club to do, which is provide that threat and creativity in the final third. That's what we've tried to do with the squad this season. Um, and when I watched it again, just an outstanding goal. And delighted for Glenn because of the type of, type of player he is, he needs these moments, I think, to... To give him that platform for having a good career here So um, special goal for him It's one I think he should enjoy very much Still a very young man And, and for it to be the winner on an occasion like tonight was brilliant
1: Like I said Hugh We're hopefully going to hear from Dundee United fans Who can properly bask in it all mm. But I just got the sense last night That lots of Scottish football fans were tuned in Most if not all were impressed with what they saw from the home side There's a great vibe about Scottish football right now You know, we've got
2: crowds that are up Season ticket sales up Dundee United's ticket sales are at the highest level they have ever been Newly promoted Kilmarmock have sold 6,000 season tickets Everywhere you look, there is great optimism about the Scottish game And here we have to isolate Dundee United The team who finished fourth in the league last season They have now got, with the greatest respect A more experienced manager than Tam Court's In the shape of Jack Ross And to that side who have uh, finished fourth last season They've added the vast experience of Stephen Fletcher The skill of Jamie McGrath And the goal scoring ability of Glenn Middleton Fair dues
3: Yeah, I think they've done some real good business over the summer By obviously Jack Ross coming in first and foremost I think that's massive for the club That they've got a manager who's been there and done it um, Real good calibre of manager But the, the players have brought in Have been really, really impressed They've recruited really, really well And I'm excited for them this season I, I, I heard comments before it And I think it, I don't know if it was Charlie McGrew That said we don't just want to be tourists In this competition And they showed last night They do have something about them A massive result They know it's only half time But for me I, I, I genuinely think They've got a chance going in next week And they'll they'll gain confidence from last week uh, Last night, sorry and, and believe that they can go over um, to and play against these Dalkma and get a result over there.
1: Let's bring in Stuart, who is of course a Dundee United fan from Dundee. How would you sum up your feelings about last night, Stuart?
5: Ah, uh, last well, night was fantastic. Absolutely special night at Anedice. You know, it's been a long time coming. You know, four years ago we're playing against uh, Dunfermline. The first day of the season, and lost three two. To have last night, it's just absolutely unbelievable. And the atmosphere so, like, uh, just to echo what the guys were saying, like. In terms of the crowds and that It's just superb Like What a night at Tannadice! It's great to see it back
1: Yeah I mean it's true. It seemed like It had a bit of everything Because the occasion Was already Great if you like You know Sold out Tannadice. Then when the, the team Start performing like that The fans feed off it So It just felt like A lot of things came together Last night
5: Yeah do you know what I think as well Like Jack Ross Is a bit of a hard time uh, In general you know, Hibs fans Were kind of saying to us like, On Twitter like, on social media You know like it's not a great appointment. You know, we've got a lot courts last year. I think there's a bit of a divide with United fans about Ross. And I think last night has bought him a lot of time. You know, like we set up really well. We've signed really well, like the guys were saying. I think like everything just kind of came together last night. And I think like having that many people there to see that was a, a real big thing. It's just a, a brilliant experience. I really, I think for everyone, you know, I'm I'm a part of a group of about uh, you know, 10, 15 guys who go most weeks to home and away. And like, I thought the last night was special You know uh, I've not had a night
1: like that In Paradise in a long time Yeah I mean Some start for Jack Ross Hugh, yeah. As Stuart says that If he's a new manager Coming into this job That's one way to get things up and running Only one blip
2: That Ash Taylor goal That got Klamar a draw After Dundee United Had dominated the game last weekend I don't know how old Stuart is I don't know if he remembers The Jim McLean years But I thought that that kind of fervour For Dundee United had gone And last night it was a rekindling It was a reunion It was the emotional bond Being back between fan and club I thought Glenn Middleton's reaction When he scored the goal Summed it all up He's new to the jersey But he and Stephen Fletcher And Jamie McGrath Look as if they're going to enjoy themselves So I think Stuart
1: is in for a heck of a season I mean Jack Ross had experience of The, the qualifiers with Hibbs, Cami, so he would have Known what to expect to an extent But every game is different Different opposition It's a real positive start for him isn't it
3: Yeah great start for him And as you say The the only little marker was that Late goal from Ash Taylor Last weekend It would have been a, a fantastic start a, a win away to Kilmarnock in the league And then obviously that result last night But no listen They'll take huge confidence I, I think I just see the The quality of player they've brought in And it it does excite me And obviously you've got guys like Tony Watt Who for me I think is a fantastic footballer And and has really hit it off at Dundee United So these guys going forward Excite me Um, I think it's going to be exciting times for the fans At Tannadice and away from home as well And I think Jack Ross Is a really really good appointment I had no qualms over I thought it was a really shrewd move From Tony Ashgar when he brought Jack Ross to the club I genuinely think, believe he's a really really good manager But also believe he's got a lot of experience In the Premier League And as you say he's got a little bit of experience in Europe So he's probably using that and feeding mm. that to his players
1: How much does this team Excite you Stuart when you think about Glenn Middleton and Dylan Levitt coming back And some of the others that were already there And Stephen Fletcher and so on How how strong is this team for you?
5: Levitt Levitt's just an unbelievable sign I can't believe that someone wasn't and sniffing around him for three hundred thousand pounds, like a championship team, even Hearts would old fun to have him around. He's just such a good footballer. Fletcher and Mulgrew have their kind of they're thirty five, thirty six. So you don't know how much you're going to go with them. But in terms of like what Fletcher offered last night, it's night and day to what we had last season. You know, one of the big things to say about Tony Ashka is he identified everything that we missed last year. We missed pace out wide. We missed a target man, we missed a creative midfielder and everything's been identified. Even the boy uh Behitch who didn't have clearance for last night, I really feel like the now left field back. So I think our transfer window's been superb. And it is exciting. It's a really exciting thing to be United fan. And you know, like like I was saying at the start of the program, like five years ago I just couldn't imagine it, you know, like losing to Arowa and League Cup and things, you know, like it's uh, been a summer journey but it's great to be back where we should belong and Uh, Last night was a real special time
1: Are you going to The away leg next week?
5: Yeah, yeah. Going away, uh got my we put our hotel in flight long before the tie was kinda of settled with the so we're we're glad one phone on the way <laughs> uh, so yeah, go got, got Evan sorted. I got tickets today, boys shoot up at half past six in the morning. So yeah, looking forward to next week.
1: Half past six in the morning and now it's all kicking off in the background. Know, the kids like- are up to high dough
2: because of the wind last night. Stuart it sounds like you need the Tanadice Stewards in there. <laughs> Pardon? You need the Tanadice stewards in your house, given the noise in the background. <laughs> so I'm at
5: Centre Parks actually. He's,
2: from... <laughs> He's
1: gone from Tannadice to Centre Parks. Earlier. He's off to the Netherlands next week. Stuart is an international man of mystery. He gets about, um, but you can understand the excitement. You take Dylan Levitt as an example. Yeah, we know of the weird way and wonderful way to some people. Our league is set up. We've got these two massive clubs. So generally, the best players in the league. Tend to be at those clubs, but it's great to look at the talent elsewhere. And if you were to start drawing up other players who would come into that equation, Dylan Levitt must be there or thereabouts. I've given producer Callum my best line
2: of the season there will be an answer Levitt oh B, Levitt <laughs> be. But I also go to Stephen Fletcher 13 years since he last played in Scotland, and when players come back at that age, having Done what he's done down there, had a very good career in England. You often wonder, oh, is he up here for the the final payday? This guy looks as if he's giving it his best shot. And as I say, the introduction of Jamie McGrath. I think Stuart was right to highlight Tony Watt. He was marauding through the game last night, uh, and looking as if he's really enjoying himself in a Dundee United shirt. So I, I think Livy on Sunday. Will not be looking forward to going to Tanadise Because where would you rather not be? You'd rather not be in that ground against that team
1: A matter of days after they've had the country on its feet Yeah, I'm not going to go around bursting anyone's bubble Certainly not Stuart Cammy But of course in in the context of the tie As the cliche goes It is half time They do still have a big uh, task ahead That will never Take anything away from how special last night was But there is still a job to be done And I'm sure Jack Ross won't lose sight of that
3: Yeah, I I heard um, Charlie McGrew's comments after the the game And he was very levelled and knew where they were at He was delighted with the result and the performance But he he knew it was only half-time And they had a lot to do And it was going to be a completely different game over there Um, But I think they'll set up differently I think they'll make it difficult for them But try and probably hit them on a counter-attack And have that threat um, I just think last night will give them huge confidence, knowing they can beat that team. Um, so they they they're going to be they're going to have to produce another unbelievable performance to get through this tie. But listen, if they get through this tie, it's got to be one of the greatest achievements in years.
1: I mean, Hugh, we don't need to spark a big debate about whether individual results in Europe do or don't reflect on the league as a whole. You know, oh. we we kind of touched on that a bit with Motherwell. Last week But it does sort of Feel that way at times Doesn't it We mentioned You know If if last week Everyone is sort of Criticising the standard Of our Premiership Because of what Motherwell did It's only fair then That we all feel A bit better about ourselves And especially if Dundee United Could get to those Group stages
2: You know you've stung The opposition When the AZ Altmar Coach says eh, not bad Two shots at goal Scored with one uh, That means he's Hurt And the, I, I agree with Cammy If United go there to the the suburb of Amsterdam where Alkmaar live And come back still in the competition That's a big
1: result in terms of Scottish teams in Europe 01419511025 Any more Dundee United fans out there? Any interested neutral observers? Please get in touch and let us know how you're feeling And if you want to talk about your team specifically now is a great time to do it Because we're going to get some travel news So Rangers fans Alfredo Morelos is available Do you play him? Is he straight back into the team tomorrow? Or does he need to be managed a bit more carefully? What sort of reaction are you expecting From Tuesday's disappointment? Celtic fans how are you feeling About that trip to Dingwall 0141 951 1025 We'll speak to you next
0: You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One,
1: Super Scoreboard. Cami Bell and Hugh Keevens are here, both waiting for you to get in touch though. So pick up that phone and talk to us. Whether it's Dundee United's performance last night, maybe it's the return of Alfredo Morelos this weekend, the absence of Rio Hatati, the league fixtures coming up, or something else entirely, this is the place to share it. 0141 951 uh, Mark is in Mary Hill next up. What's your point tonight, Mark? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing? Oh, good, Mark. How are you?
6: Yeah, very well. Very good. well. Just getting ready to go outside with a nice cold one.
1: <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. An iron brew, he means you. Please obviously. drink responsibly. Yeah, family show and all that. Um, and before you enjoy said cold one, Mark, what's your what's on your mind with regards to football tonight?
6: Uh, well, just last night was um, as a, a neutral was phenomenal to watch. Um, the atmosphere in the stadium looked fantastic. Um, the team just—I hope they can play like that the whole season. Um, It'll brighten up this league for sure Um, And I'd also like to say to all the fans out there From the other clubs Get to supporting your clubs When it comes to semi-finals and finals We know that you're there But try and make every home game The way it was last night Like I said it would just make this league A hell of a lot more attractive And just much better to watch
1: Yeah I mean you you always see these stats Our league per head of population Is really well supported anyway But of course that figure is driven up by uh, two two big attendances in particular um, So I don't, I don't think overall we do too badly But you would take Mark's point If you did go along for the first time last night Or the first time in a while right? It might not be like that all the time no. But you would like to think it gave you the incentive to go back
2: But I think there has been a surge in interest uh, The The figures are there 130,000 people watched uh, the games last weekend in this country uh, The Dundee United season ticket sales As I said are at their highest level ever Kilmarnock, the promoted club 6,000 season tickets sold Uh, The Celtic fans last weekend Put on that TIFO display Which I understand cost the
1: fans £25,000 To put together I just point out, you've now used the word TIFO and vibe tonight I just feel yeah. like you're really working hard to get down with the kids this season And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it I'm one of the boys from the hood <laughs> so Right, you've just undone all your good work <laughs> Forget it quite while you're ahead So the Rangers fans, they
2: of course will fill Ibrox tomorrow uh, Everywhere I look, I see optimism, enthusiasm You're right Gordon, there will come a point in the season when A particular team not doing well Interest wanes, people get annoyed But right now, we're hitting the high water mark And it's good to see
3: Yeah,
1: it was a great occasion last night, Cammy.
3: Yeah, incredible And and the fans made it that occasion by turning out in the numbers And you've seen the, I've seen the fans going into the stadium as well And the noise they made throughout the game and after the game So yeah, it's great to soak in And hopefully that'll grasp more fans for Dundee United to go in week and week out Because consistency is what the clubs need Um, Mark's right If we can get all these fans To come to home games And buy season tickets It'll improve It definitely will improve Scottish football Teams will have more finances To spend and, And bring in better quality players So for me it's only a positive But I do think The, the, the product we're producing At the moment is really good So I think we should be getting These number of fans
1: I mean Mark used that word That sometimes you, you forget Can exist in Scotland Neutral He yeah. said But can you I, I've already started dreaming Hugh Of the scenario that We've got A couple of teams in the Champions League We know that Hearts are guaranteed Group stage football Dundee United get there as well Just imagine what that overall package Would be like Yeah You know it,
2: it, It's great to see Uh, Of course, neutrals don't really exist in this country. But that's okay, because the rivalry keeps us all going. Uh, But I think everyone will be in Dundee United's corner in Amsterdam next week. Uh, The the Rangers and Celtic fans will, of course, hope that each other fails, but that's just part of the deal. They turn up, they pay their money, as long as they keep everything nice and civilised, they're entitled to the rivalry. Everywhere I look, your own mother will. Uh, Such was the setback of Sligo Rovers But The Motherwell fans turned out in great numbers as well Come Sunday After the Sligo Rovers defeat They were out in good numbers at Paisley And they enjoyed their team's win So I know that when the the dark nights come along And the weather worsens And teams have slumps in form It'll be a different story
1: But right now We've got a real good thing going here uh, what's your feelings on your own team, Mark? I know you're a Celtic fan who just enjoyed what Dundee United did last night, but how how are your own team shaping up?
6: Uh, well, I was lucky enough to to be there in the opening game. Um, I wasn't overly impressed, especially with Angie's comments before it, saying he wants the team to go out there and set a marker. Um, it was a bit sluggish. Um, one or two players can definitely pick it up. Um, Daniel Maeda the man can run. He's got an engine. Um, but he just needs to learn Not to run past the ball um, Football skills Quite a lot to do with it um, But other than that Yeah It's, it's the start of the season One game gone Definitely can't complain Just looking forward to The rest of the season And having used guys back For the two hours
1: of the Oh it's good to be back yeah. uh, Certainly when the football Is the way it's been so far um, But Hugh the, It's almost like the, the pressure The spotlight Everything that goes into Our title race Every game's big None yeah. are really any bigger Than the rest So that's um that started very much already. We think back to last season. Could you say that Anthony Ralston late goal in Dingwall was one of the defining moments oh, of the without, season? So without question, these types of games can throw up those types of outcomes.
2: With regard to Celtic and Rangers, there is no respite. The Rangers game against Kilmarnock will be vital because the fans have made their unhappiness known on this programme since uh, the result in Belgium, and. It's the rollover. Rangers have to play well and have to win well against Comarnock. I think the decision to bring back Morelos uh, highlights how much the return with USG at Ibrox means to the club because I don't think that you would expect a player who'd been out for four months with an injury to be making his comeback perhaps in a Champions League qualifier. Maybe after getting half an hour or whatever against Kilmarnock. There's an element of risk in that. There has to be. And with regard to Celtic, in Dingwall, you mentioned Anthony Ralston and how it can be against Malky Mackay's team. There was a scowl on Ange Postacoglu's face last weekend. He agreed with Mark that not everyone was firing in all cylinders and he was cutting them no slack because he wasn't interested in... People saying they'll, they'll grow into the season It'll be different half a dozen games from now His quote was The
1: season has started uh, You look at Ross County for large parts of last season Cammy it, it, can, it can be tricky They can certainly Be a tough nut to crack And Would you expect that tomorrow?
3: Yeah definitely a really really hard place to go And it's shown that last season Obviously Rangers struggled up there um, And Celtic as well So they know it's going to be a tough game But I mean last weekend Celtic they weren't firing on all cylinders and I get that but it's early in the season and they got a good result against an Aberdeen team that will be likely to be up towards the top of the table. So it was all about getting the job done, getting the legs moving and yeah obviously we all know that the players can perform better and put a better performance on but they'll be building themselves up and, and tomorrow... It's going to be a really tough tie for them, so that'll be a test for them up there tomorrow. But they know it's relentless and and restless for the old form. They need to win week in week out, and that's the expectation of the fans.
1: Mm. How do you feel about your title prospects this season, Mark? We're now just kind of we're getting over everyone's pre-season predictions. There was a real split in here about who would win the title. How confident are you? It will be your team.
6: The heart always says definitely we're well winning it, um, but I do normally keep my opinion for a couple of months just to see how new players bed in and the way the team's going going by the first game it's going to be close but things open up um once we start playing the european games as well um that'll change probably change the results at weekends um i'm hoping we get one or two more players in um before that opportunity ends but no i'm just i'm just sort of happy it's back again looking forward to it and yeah, but definitely we're going, to, we're going to
1: do it again I like Mark's style Where he's just sort of Quietly confident It's not for everyone Some people say their team Will win it by Halloween Or whatever yeah. But um, yeah, Mark's
2: Quietly confident And on we go Well, Mark started off by saying He'd like to get A couple of months in The season before he made up his mind But then by the end of the call He said, no, no We'll definitely win it
1: And I, th- I, think, I think it was measured It was measured from Mark and Mary Hill Who was talking up the Scottish game At the start as well. Nice to hear from you, Marco1419511025. We are on Twitter as well, at SSB. If you would rather get in touch there, that's absolutely fine. Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu then, ahead of the game, just since we're on the topic. Uh, he says James McCarthy is still part of his squad for the upcoming season. We've had lots of calls and discussion this week about whether it was time for him to move on. However, Uh, Postacoglu did confirm Celtic could still make further moves this summer.
4: Not, not on my radar. Um, you know, I kind of deal with what's in front of me. What's in front of me? Uh, um, Mac is still training with us. He's part of the squad. Uh, So, um, yeah, in terms of what's happening beyond that, not on my radar. While the window's open, we're still active. Um, nothing definite, but while the window's open, we, you know, we, we're, we're expecting that um, you know, if the opportunity arises for the right kind of player, that we could move for it. But it also means that you know, we're still there could be some people outgoing as well. So we've just got to stay alert and active. But you know, between now and the end of the window, you know, I've already said that if uh, the right opportunity comes along in the areas that you know I feel we need, um, we'll take it.
1: Stay alert and active he says Hugh Mark the previous caller wanted more business to be done So it doesn't sound like it's out of the question
2: No I have still three weeks to go I'm quite sure that the business will be done As uh, regards James McCarthy Celtic are starting 11 And a very experienced bench last week Against Aberdeen And James McCarthy was nowhere to be seen Uh, My gut instinct would be That James McCarthy does not feature in Poster Postacoglu's plans And at his Time of life It might be better for James To be Elsewhere
3: Yeah I agree I think James will probably move on It's not really worked out for him The way he probably thought It was going to It's like injuries and, and obviously lack of game time So I would expect him to to move on before the window closes. As Hugh says, he's at a period in his career. I think he does need to go and get games and consistent games, try and get away from all these niggly injuries. Um, And I expect Celtic to bring in probably another two, maybe three players between now and the end of the window as well. So, What sort of areas
1: would would you expect?
3: Uh, Again, I I I think um, they'll probably look at um, attacking and defensive options. To be honest, um, I think they've got a strong squad at the moment. But as Ange said, and he's looking probably for that little bit of quality. If there's an opportunity to bring in a player who's really going to change a squad, but I do believe they do have a strong squad. You said you looked at the bench at the weekend, just past and and it's really really strong, experienced, and and that's what they'll need because when the Champions League games come thick and fast, and you've got league games that are so important. That's what is really important is the old firm have strong squads and sometimes I think the squads win the league rather than, than the actual start on 11
1: You're going to places like Dingwall doing what Anthony Ralston did last season who you, you can't guarantee it's not always going to happen but do you think the Celtic will be, will be better for those experiences that, that is by and large the same group that sort of confidence and belief that you can dig out results When when it looks like It might be one of those
2: days They should be better For the memory Of what happened On Anthony Ralston night They'll also be better For A kick up the backside From Ange Postacogli Which obviously Followed the Aberdeen game The loss of Atati Is a blow Because I think He's an outstanding player But they have Strength and depth I also thought That Ross County In the first half Against Hearts The highlights that I have seen mm-hmm were extremely good and in Obura Edwards up front they have brought someone to Scotland who could become a bit of an item here in the Regan Charles Cook mode Uh, so I think Celtic's concentration will have to be bang on and Ange will be watching from 3 o'clock onwards he'll want a more direct approach but less of the showboating at times Uh, and... I think Celtic will be in for a tough afternoon It'll be a very enjoyable game tomorrow
1: I can almost imagine the reaction of Malky Mackay Or or similar managers, Cammy, When we have these discussions I doubt he's feeling too sympathetic That Celtic are without Rio Hattati When they can call upon all the other uh, Big name players that they have But specifically for Celtic I know there were a lot of fans excited to see Him flourish and kick on this season um, I don't think it's a serious injury by the way But unavailable tomorrow How big a, a blow is that? Is that just a David Turnbull straight swap in? or
3: Yeah and again uh, touching on what I said before It's why the strength and depth is so important That they've got players who basically can walk in the team And doing the exact same job Or as good a job as a player you're losing So Hatati is a, he's a big loss He's a player that you want to see on the pitch Because he's a, a special talent uh, for Celtic going forward But yeah Malky Mackay will be Basically, just looking at it and thinking that's a, there's a like for like swap and a guy who's just as good as him moving into the team, so it's it's going to be a difficult game for for Ross County. But one they'll, they'll as Hugh said, I, I was impressed by them in the first half last week. Um, attacking wise, they, they look a real threat. So it'll be interesting to see how the game goes tomorrow. It's, it's also great to kind of see Rangers and Celtic both playing on a Saturday at three o'clock. That doesn't really nope. happen as well, so. Yeah, it's
1: uh, yeah. yeah I'm gonna look this up. We are talking about once or twice a season. It yeah. can't be can't be much more than that, is no. it? Uh, yeah, really looking forward to tomorrow afternoon on the show. Thanks again to Mark in Mary Hill. What's on your mind out there? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. The perfect time to call because we're going to get travel, which means you could be up next. Rangers fans. Alfredo Morelos is back. First of all, sum up how good that news is. I don't know if you're all rushing out To buy the peroxide And match his hairdo Ahead of his return tomorrow uh, Each to their own But how big a boost is it To have him back Would you put him straight in the team Uh, Or is it a bit more of a, a Phased return Following his lengthy absence What does it say ahead of the game Next week in Europe as well Call us right now 0141 951 1025 0141 951
0: 1025 is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Friday night with Hugh Kevens and Cami Bell where else would you rather be what a weekend we've got coming up we've got four big Premiership games tomorrow as the guy said it's not often we get Rangers and Celtic both playing 3 o'clock on the same Saturday so lots to look forward to there and Motherwell of course still looking for a manager Aberdeen uh, against St Mirren And of course down the divisions Lots to look forward to as well And that's before we even consider An Edinburgh Derby Week 2 of the season Sunday at noon So lots to get through But we need you to get involved 0141 951 1025 Raymond is a Celtic fan on the line What's your point Raymond?
7: Hi uh, I would just like to know the panel's thoughts Regarding the transfer market Uh I don't think I don't think Celtic have done enough yet to comp- uh, to compete in the Champions League. So I would just like to know what their thoughts are on that, please. Well, I suspect
2: that Ange Postacoglu may agree with you, Raymond. Uh, you know, it was essential that the club pay the money to keep Cameron Carter-Vickers and Jota. And when you look back on Jota's goal against Aberdeen, you, you understand the value for money there. But you're right, Sigrist. Good goalkeeper Understudy To Joe Hart uh, Bernabé Young boy From South America Clearly going to take time to settle And that's perfectly understandable None of us would wander into Buenos Aires tomorrow And be immediately at home uh, So you're right I think there could be one or two tweaks Maybe A need for another striker uh, Another defender um, But We'll have to wait and see who Celtic get in their group,
1: Raymond. Before we start to assess mm. how great the need is. and you know, when you say compete in the Champions League, though, Raymond, what do you mean by that? How many signings would it take any Scottish club to, you know, guarantee competing if it is some of the big hitters you get drawn with?
7: Well, my, th- my thoughts are, I'm, 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 I'm sure the panel are well aware. The Champions League is a different a different step up, right? So. I watched the game. I watched the game against uh, Aberdeen, right? And they we played well in parts, but overpassed in other parts, right? But uh, the Champions League is a totally different ball game. I'm just a wee bit concerned. That's all. And I'm just, I'm just hoping, Angie. I'm, I really hope Angie does get out and get get a few more quality players in. You know, because I don't think, I don't think we're ready yet the pool we've got, it. now that's just my thoughts
2: anyway when Raymond says compete I think what Raymond means is don't get battered because even mm. under even under uh, Brendan Rogers, there was the occasional battering for yeah. Celtic and they went out of three European competitions mm. last season uh, we can debate all night whether Angipos Gorglou's style of play suits European football against those from the higher echelons of Europe but I and don't let me put words in your mouth, Raymond. But I think what Raymond mm. means
1: by compete is don't get battered. So you spend what another 20, 30 million to turn a seven nil defeat against some of the best teams in Europe into a three one defeat. You know what I mean, Cammy? Like, yeah. depending on what the draw is, how far how far can you go to to be ready? And is it and certainly in today's market as well? There's a scenario where you could. Could easily spend 15 million in it It wouldn't make a difference against some of these sides So how do you find that balance? Because you obviously want to try That doesn't mean what I'm saying You, know, you just roll over and, and let it happen
3: Yeah, No. I, I think Celtic are in the position And the look at Ange Postacoglu said there That they're looking, they're still actively looking But they need to identify the right type of player And he's really, really keen on getting the right player into his squad He won't just sign a player for the signing sake I think he understands They've got to be the right quality, but also got to fit the group. They've got he's got to slot into that Celtic group, and I think that's really, really important to the manager. Um, I do believe they are actively looking. I think they will get one or two in, um, but as you say, like I don't think they'll go out and spend twenty million for the sake of appeasing the fans because they've just went and spent twenty million and, and try and take a risk. I, I, I think it'll need to be the right player if it's that amount of money. Um, so. Yeah, I think, listen, Celtic are really, really good when when they're hitting all guns blazing and and they're playing at the top of their game and all their players are playing brilliant. And that's what you need to do in the Champions League. You need to be playing at the top of your game um, for all them games to get a result. So I think Celtic are good enough to get results. But yeah, they obviously will want to bring quality towards the the squad. So are you not generally optimistic
1: about the season ahead, Raymond? The reason I ask is most of the, the Celtic fans have phoned in have been And that doesn't mean you need to agree That's that's the beauty of this show I like to hear all uh, Different types of, of Opinions on it But you're not feeling quite as optimistic Then as your fellow Celtic fans are
7: No I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy I'm quite happy With the way things are going just now But uh, I think We should be Targeting See the group stages I think we should be targeting Trying to go beyond the group stages In the Champions League I think we should be targeting something again. You
2: know, again, Raymond, I know, that would be a spend a
7: bit of money, right? I know. I understand, it's a lot of money, right? But I think we need. I think we need more experienced players. Well,
2: and, again, the group stages to talk of it going from there to the knockout stages, I think is wildly mm-hmm. premature for Celtic. I think a lot of Celtic fans would understand that, given that Ange Postecoglou is a year into the project. Uh, If Celtic got third place and Europa League, I think fans would say that's acceptable. But it just depends on the draw, doesn't it? Again,
1: I think this came up last night. We always like to throw these generalizations around before a ball is kicked. But if you are in a group with Man City and one of the other big powerhouses from Europe, then. Targeting progression is fanciful. If you get a real if you get a, a more generous group, it might still be tough. But Raymond's right to at least be ambitious and aim for yeah, these things. Yeah.
2: I mean, Celtic have got to take on board the fact that as a European club, their state their stature has diminished and badly. Uh, and that they need to do something about addressing that situation. However, if it is Man City and EN Other It's impossible It's not just fanciful It's nonsensical To think that you'll go to the group stage The knockout stages after that So One step at a time Mm. And For me Progress would be Third In their group Whoever's in it I mean Cammy,
1: I get why it happens Everyone's very excited about new signings And we, we often think that The only way to improve From one season To the next Is to make new signings I wonder though Fanch Postacoglu thinks That the group of players He's got can be better Than they were last season
3: Yeah I I think he's got a strong squad Again he's probably Just looking to tweak it One or two additions To the squad Um, As we just spoke about James McCarthy Might move out That might make room For another player To come in and be part Of the squad But he won't want His squad to be Too big That that there's guys Just sitting in the stand And it it becomes a, A real diluted squad You want it to be A strong squad From from probably 1 to 22 and, that, and that's where you want to be able to call on these players When you have loads and loads of games of European games come The league games become really important at that point So yeah, I think he'll be working with his squad And obviously they, they got the result on Saturday Some Celtic fans weren't too happy Or impressed by the performance But they will get better It's early in the season It was a 2-0 victory mm. against Aberdeen They got the job done And they'll move on And it'll be this weekend They'll be looking for the progression And expect a better performance than last weekend
1: is this team good enough for Raymond To leave you not too worried About a trip to Dingwall tomorrow Or have you got any niggling doubts in there
7: I'll be quite honest I'm, I'm, not, really con- I'm, I'm not really concerned In any way About Dingwall I think I think I think the team is, uh, I think it will take care of itself I, I realise it's a difficult game But uh, I think I think the team is more than capable Of uh, coming away with three points I really do
1: it should be a good weekend All looking forward to it Lots to look forward to In the top flight Four games tomorrow In fact we've even got Championship action tonight Hugh Keevens. We've yeah. got Queen's Park Against Air United To kick things off
2: Yeah and uh, Queen's Park They bring in a, a Nigerian internationalist There's a lot of ambition About the club uh, The sooner they get into Their new ground At Leicesterham Than the better Queen's Park Playing Air United At Ojo View Doesn't mm. set the pulses Racing uh, but I think speak for yourself. I thought well, you were gonna get a taxi up after the show. Well, catch the second half. Only knows that my thoughts
1: are with him and that I hope he wins the league. Okay, thanks again to Raymond and Alexandria, oh one four-one nine five one one oh two five. Time for this already.
0: Beat the pundits with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish uk slash football
1: I think the pundits came in for a bit too much stick. Last season They've upped their game During the summer I feel, I feel like they've been Studying hard They've started the season Very brightly If you want to put a spanner In the works You have to call us Before 7 o'clock So you come on here You embarrass Hugh Evans Or Cammy Bell And you win a signed ball It sounds pretty straightforward 0141 951 1025 And your calls need to be in Before 7 Tackle the headlines
0: 0141 951 1025 one, super
1: scoreboard. It's time for Hugh Evans and Cami Bell, or Cami Bell I should say, to put their reputations on the line. But just let me remind you of the script tonight, 01419511025. If you want to talk Dundee United's European success, if you want to look ahead to the weekend, Rangers fans, does Morelos come straight back in and start and give everyone a lift after the midweek disappointment? Or do you have to be careful given his lengthy absence? Celtic fans, what are you thinking ahead of that trip to Dingwall and anything else that's out there? Pick up the phone right now, please, and we'll get to you as soon as we finished this.
3: Beat the
0: pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online: thescottishsun.co.uk/slash/football.
1: Have we had any listener victories this week? Have we none? This is the last chance. It is Friday night, and uh, what a build-up this man's given it. Because last night we tried to get Noah. From air on And he was he was there And we couldn't really hear each other And we had to just cut our losses And replace Noah at the last minute So it's only fair isn't it To give him a, another yeah. bite at it Noah can you hear us this time? I can hear you this time Yes you me? Crystal clear I'm looking forward to it uh, Let's toss the coin Producer Callum will do so Heads it's Hugh Keevan's tails It is Cammy Bell For the first time this season And it is... Tales, Cammy Bell. Oh, let's see what he's got up against Noah A former Comarnock player as well Noah, I like that, that oh, rivalry yeah. a Bit of rivalry in there on a Friday night um, What we'll do is we'll give Cammy some Clyde 2 to listen to So that he can't hear us And we'll put 30 seconds on the clock I don't think you've ever played before Noah, have you? No Very straightforward, I'm sure you've heard it 30 seconds, answer as many as you can And you're welcome to pass if you don't know, ok? Okay Right let's go then 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Which current English Championship club Did Ki Sung Young leave Celtic to join?
7: Newcastle uh, what, na- what
1: nationality is former Rangers goalkeeper Lionel Charbonnier? Dutch Stevie Crawford is currently the manager Of which Scottish League 2 side?
3: Uh,
1: Who scored Dundee United's goal Against AZ Alkmaar last night? Which Scottish Premiership club did Blair Spittle join this summer? Uh, eh. Vasilis Barkas is on loan from Celtic to a club in which European country? Uh, Holland. Must admit, I thought they were tough, Noah. Let's bring back Cami Bell. Cami, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Good. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. And your time starts now. Which cu- which current English Championship club did Keesung Young leave Celtic to join? Pass. What nationalities former Rangers goalkeeper Lionel Charbonnier French Stevie Crawford is currently the manager of which Scottish League 2 side
3: East Fife.
1: Who scored Dundee United's goal against AZ Alkmaar last Middleton. night Which Scottish Premiership club did Blair Spittle join this summer Motherwell Vasilis Barkas is on loan from Celtic to a club in which European country uh, Belgium And which club did Derek McInnes start his managerial career with St Johnstone Okay how did that go Noah? Oh he beat me I've had a shocker He's had a shocker he's, Was that not good Noah? He's nah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's giving you no credit He's putting it all down To his shocker how, Noah how bad is it When you know you've got The first one wrong?
3: Oh it, it, I don't know what I would think It, it, it oh, gives you
1: a mountain To climb and uh, the, the, the concentration goes uh, Which current English Championship club Did Ki Sung Young Leave Celtic to join? Swansea oh. Swansea oh, okay. City um, Noah knew he got it wrong Because he said Newcastle who are not in the championship So he, he knew And it was tough to Recover Lionel Shaboni is French 1-0 Kami Bell East Fife Is where Stevie Crawford manages 2-0 Kami Bell uh, You did find your feet Noah You knew that Glenn Middleton Scored against Alkmaar But so did Cami. He also knew Blair Spittle Went to Motherwell So it was a 4-1 For Kami at the moment And he, the Netherlands Though it was swung back a little bit That's where Vasilis Barkas is Noah got that to make it a bit more respectable And then you stretched away at the end with your Derek McInnes So one, two, three, four, five, was it for Cammie Bell A 5-2 victory Unlucky Noah I, know. We, I go, had a go Exactly, that's the spirit Had a go and it is a clean sweep for the pundits this week You Kevens. Even I won Can you take some credit for that? Were you on <laughs> on Wednesday? Yes I won 5-2 Brilliant Let this be a wake up call To the nation out there We cannot have a week Where these dafties win every single night There must be some knowledge out there That can knock them off their perch We had no trouble doing it last season So let's see what we can do next week Can't have that again That's going to be my task for the season No more weeks where the pundits get a clean sweep 01419511025 Write it down Study all weekend And give us a call on Monday night You don't have to call uh, to get your point on the show of course You can tweet um, That tends to be the best alternative option And I've got one in here which reminded me uh, Which made me uh, remember to look Given that question about Lionel Sherbonne It jogged something in my thoughts here Because we got a message for you specifically uh, Cammy from Brian Who says Can you please ask Cammy what his thoughts are On Rangers goalkeeping situation this season And who he would have as his
3: number one Clear My number one's Alan McGregor I think going on last season um, His form was Was great Phenomenal I know he had a dip But I, I remember doing the show When he had a dip And I said you need to stick by him That goalkeepers do make mistakes And I think the, the thing That was made last season Was it was a short space of time That he made them mistakes But listen He he makes big big saves And he makes big saves That people don't even notice And I, I, Listen I'm not criticising John McGlockin Because he made some great saves The other night But I genuinely think Alan McGregor received. The first goal And I think that's the difference uh, They're big moments that get you over the line and especially in these big European ties So for me, Alan McGregor mm-hmm.
1: Yeah Hugh, the beauty of that thought process Not even necessarily to disagree with Cami, But I'm sure he would accept it's, it's very difficult to know for sure Whether mm-hmm. Alan McGregor saves that But what this scenario does do Is just bring up this conversation yeah. Immediately It—it it was It was always going to happen That as soon as John McLaughlin made even a perceived mistake Some people would then Want Alan McGregor back in and maybe even Vice versa as well because there was a lot of Debate over the summer
2: I think the debate was added to when In the wake of the defeat The USG in Belgium Giovanni Van Brunkers Came out straight away and said That John McLaughlin would play Against Kilmarnock He would definitely play against Kilmarnock That for me puts down a marker Uh, I think people sometimes look for infallibility, which doesn't exist in football. Uh, You know, Celtic, I said last week, always look as if they're going for the perfect goal when they could be less elaborate. Rangers, because of the nature of the first goal in Belgium, the spotlight goes on to the argument again, McGregor or McLaughlin. But you cannot... Simply dismiss What John McLaughlin did thereafter To help make sure That Rangers weren't out Of the Champions League qualifiers Before they left Belgium
3: I'm, I'm, I'm not dismissing any of them I, what, what I'm saying is that Alan McGregor has proven That he can make match winning saves And, and match winning saves to me Is a, a save that turns a tie so Rangers were under a lot of pressure at that point, weren't playing well and we've seen that in European games last season where they weren't playing well and it took a big moment from Alan McGregor to make a great save or a save that for me that changes the momentum of the game and also that one of the factors that I looked at is on Tuesday night I didn't feel the players got angry with each other, Alan McGregor would have been going off his absolute rocker. He'd have been going crazy at the back, moaning that his players weren't up for it and weren't firing all cylinders. And I just think they missed that character in the team. Would you concede that there were times last season when Alan McGregor was responsible for the loss of points? Absolutely. And and, and Alan McGregor will, will say that. that he, he, Again, there is there is times that he made mistakes last season. But what I said was that he will come back as strong as ever, which he did. And he'd, he'd proven that towards the end of the the season that he got over his mistakes really quickly And that's the big thing That Alan McGregor has got over his mistakes John McLaughlin's not played a run of games for Rangers More than 10 games in a row So that's where there's going to be big question marks About his consistency Can he make a match win and save?
1: Dominic is a Rangers fan on the line If it was up to you Dominic Who would you pick for tomorrow and goal? Uh,
3: it would be Alan McGregor
8: Good evening Gordon uh, t- Cammy and a cookie, um not basically God would be Alan McGregor for stars because John McGawkin the other night and then he was at fault for me, he was in No Man's land for obviously the game last week at Livingston. And
1: Yeah, let's ask Cammy about that one. Cammy, Do you agree with that? A lot of scrutiny obviously went to, to John Sutter's yeah. part in it in, in the defence. If you're a goalie behind that I mean, you're always the last line, so yeah. I don't know, could you done anything different John
3: McLaughlin Listen you'll you'll always be critical of yourself most goalies are and look at what they can do better because when you concede a goal you feel as if you can save every goal or do a little bit better in something Um, so I would agree I I wouldn't say he was in no man's land he was probably expecting John Souter to do a little bit better but again Alan McGregor might have took a different position up than than John McLaughlin so I wouldn't put the blame completely on him Mm. for that goal but these are It is fine details When you're a Rangers goalie It's fine details and, and small margins That make the difference And that's why for me Alan McGregor would be a number one He can win you a game of football
1: I mean you agree By the sounds of it Dominic What I'm trying to get is Have you been saying this all along Or is it specifically The last two games Which has made you Go for Alan McGregor Over John McLaughlin Or, or, or has that been your opinion You know Since the start of this
8: Gordon, I, I wouldn't put it down to that It's because obviously we all, all thought that Al McGregor's weight in the, the last season. So you see him signing a new contract, you just presume that he would just come Obviously Gio came out and said that he was the guaranteed, but you'd like to imagine that for the big games he would come in. But obviously we all know that Tommy McLaughlin last season came in for well, Solidar Gerard for a, a few games, and then it was Al McGregor to the, the number one. But I think it's just I'm not putting the whole point to. John McGoughham is the defending was absolutely shocking
1: all right, and it was the exact same uh, s- Yeah, I've I seen that logic expressed, Cammy. That surely Alan McGregor would only stay on if he had some sort of guarantee that he was number one. Hugh's big on this, though. That well, no one's guaranteed. Just, yeah. no, no, su- no such thing exists.
3: I, I agree with that. I don't think there should be a number one. I, I think when Alan McGregor signed that, I firmly believed he wouldn't be accepting of a number two. I don't think he signed saying with Giovanni saying look if you sign you'll only be a number two I I don't believe that I think that Alan McGregor would have signed and Giovanni would have been saying look you've got to win your your spot but for me I think he had the spot he signed a contract there was no reason to towards the end of uh, the season last season his his form was good so why why hasn't he started this season as number one?
1: That's a fair way of looking at it Hugh Because mm-hmm. there was no doubt Yeah I know John McLaughlin played the cup final Because he was the cup final yep. goalie yep. If you like Alan McGregor came on for the supposed farewell So he finishes the season as number one How What happens in the summer to make John McLaughlin overtake that? If okay. Alan McGregor is good enough to be kept at the club For me the
2: manager makes the call And uh, he decides to go with McLaughlin now he's got himself in a very interesting position because John McLaughlin will start tomorrow against Kilmarnock should anything go wrong uh, is it automatic that John McLaughlin is dropped and Alan McGregor is brought in like the cavalry for the game against USG on Tuesday night or conversely if nothing goes wrong you have to assume then that after three games competitive
1: games on the bounds that John McLaughlin starts against USG mm. uh, Dominic hang on the line I'll get your thoughts on this because I'm sure you'll have some Giovanni Van Bronkers confirming today Alfredo Morelos is ready to return to the Rangers squad tomorrow he also says everyone is still feeling the hurt from Tuesday night
9: First uh, emotion I had was disappointing after the game uh, when I saw the game back and we uh, analysed the game as well with the players we all felt the same disappointed in our uh, performance and, uh, you know, the d- desire and the hunger to, to turn it around and that starts to, uh, tomorrow against Kilmarnock. And we switched now from uh, European campaign to domestic, uh, domestic league. Uh, we started the league well with, with a win last week against Livingston and we want to continue to get the three points every game we play and tomorrow that's another opportunity. The biggest um, change will be that uh, Alfredo will be in the squad, so he's been um, training really hard the last weeks with the team and um, we think he's ready to be uh, to be in the squad for tomorrow and hopefully you know, we can play some minutes as well.
1: How big a boost is that for you, Dominic? Because I,
8: don't, I can't see Mireles obviously. I don't, I don't think he'll start. I think he'll probably come, in, maybe come on the last 20, maybe 30 minutes of the game, but it's the likes of obviously he's not said anything about Ryan Kent I'm hope, hoping that he'll sure. be in the game and available on Tuesday because he was obviously missed but Morelos that's a massive boost because for me Joe like he's not been given the service renting to be honest he's not done anything wrong I know about, obviously, obviously what obviously Mark Hale, he said he'll know um, but I don't agree with that to be honest I th- he's got, everybody's got to be given time and a chance
1: yeah, Alfredo Morelos is big news Whatever he does, Hugh If he oh. drops out the team If he comes into the team If he plays good, bad or whatever else He's just He's been a box office figure for Rangers Since the day he arrived He's now yeah. back available Reading too much into it Or, or did Giovanni van Bronker show his hand there When he said hopefully get some minutes Is that is that a, yeah. a, a clear sign that he's not starting the game? or
2: I think it is a clear sign He's not starting But will feature at some stage I am assuming he would come on if Rangers were comfortable in the match and the points were guaranteed. I think that Alfredo Morelos's presence in the squad now tells you how much Giovanni Van Bronckhurst knows that Tuesday is an incredibly stressful occasion for Rangers. He dare not lose that match. The club dare not lose out on the chance to get Champions League money running to tens of millions of pounds. And I think that Ordinarily You would not have seen Alfredo Morelos As quickly as we are about to see him I think this is good. everything To do with what happened in Belgium yeah. last
1: week He's f- five months out Cammy So is he yeah. going to start a game like this Is this all about Trying to, to get it right maybe With with a view to a start midweek Rather than tomorrow
3: Yeah I absolutely don't think he'll start the game I don't think that would be wise Going into Tuesday night's game either I, I think he's got to Again, ideally probably play a 45, um, maybe a 30 minutes to tomorrow, get get a good run out, make sure there's no reaction to his injury um, and then be part of Tuesday's game, whether he can then start Tuesday's game because it's such a big game and, and as Hughes just touched on that, how important it is for Rangers, I think he has been pushed forward. Um, they wouldn't have been taking chances if they were sitting 2-3-0 up going to their Ibrox um, to... to This tie So I I do Mm. believe That Tuesday I think he he possibly If he gets through Tomorrow 30 minutes Then he could start He could get a 60 minute On on Tuesday If that
1: Is the case I don't think Anyone then Does expect him To start tomorrow You assume it will be Cholak again Which goes back to Dominic's point About just simply Having to give People time Rather than Writing them off already
3: Absolutely And I I think he will Come good I I really do I believe he will Come good I, I think he needs time To settle into Scottish football um, understand the system, the team, um, and and his surroundings that he's in. This is all new to him, and and even the expectations of of what Rangers is about and the, and the fans' demands. So that all takes time to bed in, and I, I think he will come good. And even with Morelos becoming fit, I think that'll be a good thing for him as well. I think the 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 competition there, and and he'll know he'll need to play well to get in the side, but. Morelos is massive for Rangers We obviously know his European goal scoring record Is is so strong So um, they really do need him to play some part On Tuesday night I think
2: everyone has to be careful I go back to the gentleman last night Who said that USG were a glorified pub team On every level That's a stupid remark And we have to be careful And give them uh, respect Uh, They're in the competition for a reason And likewise Cholak People have to be careful. We can all rhyme off the examples of people who were written off at various clubs who then became wildly successful at those clubs. We need to calm down a bit in this country.
1: Thanks, Dominic. Call 1419511025. It's a bit like people hearing you on Beat the Pundit and saying that you're hopeless, you'll never recover, you'll never bounce back for the full-time teaser. Well, we'll find out. We've got a good question coming up for Hugh. And Cami, and still 40 odd minutes left of your weekend preview So come on, let's hear from you What about Alfredo Morelos, Rangers fans? What about the absence of Rio Hatate, Celtic fans? Are there any Motherwell fans out there? Big game against St Johnson tomorrow Stevie Hamill will be in the dugout Will he be in it next week? Or will there be a new face? Let us know right now and we'll speak to you next
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025
1: This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cami Bell is here Hugh Evans is alongside him And we're building up to a big week In the Scottish Premiership A big weekend I should say But of course we're coming on the back of Quite the week uh, in Europe It started off so much frustration I keep going over it Hugh The words that we heard used yep. To describe Rangers We had disgusting We had horrible We had dire All the rest of it And uh, the opposite for Dundee United Dundee United fans on cloud nine After last night So going into the weekend Lots to look forward to uh, And you can share your thoughts with us On 01419511025 Motherwell fans Another call for you Is this Stevie Hamill's Last game in charge of Motherwell Or his last game in caretaker charge Because he'll be the permanent boss If not him Who will be We've been talking Rangers And Alfredo Morelos And goalkeepers speaking real Hatati in his absence tomorrow, so whatever you've got for us now is the time. What about the to city
2: The city of Dundee The Tangerine Terrors have beaten AZ Atma Elish McCulgan has won gold at the Commonwealth Games and producer Callum made his debut as a super scoreboard pundit last night.
1: And it, what's <laughs> great about that is not many people managed to do two shows in one. Yeah, the first and the last. Do yes. You know what I mean. So it's, it, it, was a, it was a big <laughs> night for him. Then followed it up by watching his team winning. He, he says he's never been happier. Yeah. Now, I, I don't. Let's not judge producer Callum's life as a whole. I don't think he needs that. But he's never been happier. He big, said uh, that's that's how big last night's result was. Big statement. But listen, yeah. as a
3: Dundee United fan, I can imagine he was really, really happy. Um, yeah, and his first show as well. exactly What a night. What, yeah, a, night what, night what a night indeed. Him, I'm just him,
1: impressed that he made it back. Since anytime. it was a European
2: night, I sent him a text message in French last night and he understood. Does the Nokia do French?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get the right little, what are they called, accents and so on? And yeah. Can Can they I, do that? No. I, no, I, I, I have
2: thought so. I, I did not go to any words involving accents. I just kept it to
1: the Deliberately avoided them. I like that. Right, okay, let's quickly get you a teaser. For tonight Uh, And I like this It's been sent in by Andrew Foster from Wishaw He's given me a surname And everything Which means we can really out him If there's anything wrong with the question uh, We know where we can find Andrew And he says If I can find the start Long time listener Zero time caller Well we need to put that right Andrew But we'll settle for A teaser so far Name the last 10 Celtic Or Rangers Strikers To score In a domestic Cup Final Outright strikers he says No wingers No attacking midfielders No number 10s Can you name the last 10 Celtic or Rangers strikers To score in a domestic cup final
2: Um, Gary Hooper
1: Yes I've got a slight fear That we're going to end up arguing About someone who either is Or isn't an out and out striker But I think we'll be fine Uh, Gary Hooper Dembele Stokes is not there Dembele is there Odds on Edward Yep Okay We'll leave it there I think that's a good start That's 3 out of 10 Can you name the last 10 Celtic or Rangers Strikers To score In a domestic cup final Um, He has given me the year But I I think I think we'll just leave it As the last 10 for now Uh And we'll uh, see how you get on Okay. (sighs) Genovo Honestly He always has to show off This guy Okay. Well done, Nacho Novo Oh, by the way, if you, like Andrew, want to hear a question used on the show It's fulltime at Clyde1.com uh, Let's hear a bit from David Turnbull, shall we? He's been speaking today He's hoping to return to his best after injury um, Last season, it was still a pretty successful season But it was disrupted uh, And he's been setting himself some personal targets for this campaign
4: Yeah, it's just about training every day Giving it my all and Whenever I get the chance in the game, it's try to kind of do what I can do on the pitch and show everybody that. And it's just, whether it's for the bench or for starting, I'll give 100% every time. I'd say I've got one kind of targets in my head and um, what I want to do. Game time, I'd say last season I played quite a lot. To be honest, I know I had injury, but there was a lot of games. Um, they were coming thick and fast. And I'd say it was just to kind of try play as many games as I can and just hopefully my body keeps up. Last season it was disappointment, but uh, I'm feeling fit and ready to go. 10 league goals
1: we say that 10 league goals he says he, he tends to put up good numbers as they say Cammy whether it's goals or assists does as he go straight in for Atate tomorrow yeah
3: you would think so you'd think he'd go straight in unless he's a real quality player he obviously he's had his, his injuries um, and bad injuries as well but he's hopefully got over them because um, he's a real talented player I love watching him play he's, He's an attacking force. He can score a lot of goals. He makes runs beyond. He he he's got it all, and it's great for for obviously Scottish football as well that he he's a young Scottish talent. Um, so he'll be he'll be aiming to get a number of games under his belt this season for Celtic and really hit the ground running when he gets opportunity.
2: Yeah, uh, I like David Turnbull a lot, and uh, you know, no Celtic player, well, very few, will be guaranteed anything. Um, because of such strength and depth, but it's very handy for Ange Postacoglu to have David Turnbull to fall back on when Rio Hatati is un- unable to play in the Highlands tomorrow, and, and uh, that's meat and drink to David Turnbull tomorrow there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think about last season. There's maybe a perception that you know wasn't first choice, and there was a it was disrupted due to injury. Played 43 times and scored 10 goals, Cammy, I mean, that's before you even get to numerous assists as well. So, it's not a bad contribution, is it?
3: Yeah, listen, I think it is that perception that he hasn't played the number of games. When you hit that stats, it's probably I didn't realise he'd played that many times either. Um, he's, he's a real quality player and one Celtic I want to have available all season because there's going to be a huge amount of games for Celtic this season, especially if the they manage to progress either Champions League or, or Europa League. Um, so they'll want to keep him fit. They'll want him to pl- be playing his best. But he, he's an exciting player for me. I, I love watching him. his range of passing. He, he can thread balls through and create goals. So he, he's a real, real talent and, and one I'm looking forward to seeing this season.
1: 42 appearances. My apologies. My arithmetic's a little bit <laughs> off. Let's bring in Brian, who's a Celtic fan. What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Even panel. Um, this first of all, just had to congratulations to Dundee United last night. Uh,
10: it's about time the other Scottish teams started helping Rangers and Celtic out of Europe.
7: It'd
10: be good to see the four teams this year get in. Uh, oh, well, hold
1: that. on. Well seen, producer Callum put this call on here. Hugh. <laughs> oh, I can yeah. see right through this. I know what he's up to. Um, no, a serious note. I think we would agree with the sentiment. The Dundee United
2: Dundee 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 are a feel-good story today. It's a feel-good story. Reality will kick in next week when. The 1300 Dundee United fans Go to Amsterdam To see the return against Alkmaar But You've got to In football Take your happy moments When they come Because as Cammy
1: knows The bad moments will find you Very quickly Absolutely what so, about, what, Sorry Hugh um, What about your own team Brian What was your main point?
10: I was just listening to the guys A bit earlier And I would, I would honestly I would just love to see Celtic this year Kick on a bit in Europe I mean for me watching for, it's been a good 10 years of frustration in the last 10 years in, in Europe and I would just like to see them I, I think we're on the right path we're in charge but I mean I would just really like to see them this year like actually progress a wee bit in Europe because like I said the last 10 years has been absolutely abysmal to watch and I was also to here where he was saying about even when Brendan Rodgers was there I mean some of the Celtics worst ever results is when Brendan Rodgers was was at Celtic, so even with the likes of Brendan Rodgers in charge, Celtic the last ten years have been abysmal in Europe. So I'm really hoping that things are going to change now. Now that Angie's there. So
1: I always think the, the reflection we do on those big results is quite fascinating because we all know. I was there. In fact, I was. This show sent me to the new Camp that mm-hmm. night that Brendan Rodgers' side got, got battered So I'm acutely aware of of what happened. And Brian's called them, you know, some of Celtic's worst results, but. Surely, not making it to the Champions League is worse. Do, do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Like, I, yeah. I get that it's it's humiliating when it happens, but to even get to that must still be elevating those games above anything else out
2: with that competition. I think Rangers and Celtic fans uh, have a a certain vanity about them. They don't want to see the the club, the brand, diminished, seriously diminished. So, for somebody, anybody. To score 7 past Celtic And I fully understand that you were talking about At that time probably the number one football club in the world But Celtic and Rangers Mm. fans still don't take to it They
1: they are embarrassed by it And they don't do embarrassment And and that's the thing, I get that Cammy Because obviously it's a rubbish night And and it is embarrassing But I'm talking about how that then enters the conversation or, Or enters the bracket of... You know what Brian was describing you know, One of the worst results or whatever it may be
3: Yeah but I think the expectations Are that they should be in the Champions League I think both clubs expect their clubs Now to get there um, It's not a, an easy task to do that But when they're there I think you've got to aim To compete and for me Will definitely aim to try and progress In the Champions League but we spoke About it before I think the draw plays a big Part in that Huge. The, It's massive that they don't get the big big Hitters if they don't get the big hitters and you'll be looking at that opportunity and saying, "Look, we can try and make mm-hmm. some history here and progress in the Champions League because that's where they want to be." What What does that
1: progress look like then, Brian? I mean, are you hoping something's still done in the transfer market? If so, what?
10: I would love to see Celtic just go out, and I'm not saying spend millions and millions, but just maybe sign one really, really special player. I mean, I'm just going back to just going, when going to Stratton was there, right? Just just for instance, and they had a guy called Nakamura there. And then the rest of the team was kind of built around Nakamura. I mean, you had just hard-working guys like your Gary Caldwell, your Mark Wilsons, your, you know what I mean? Your Stephen McManus, not guys that were the superstars, and they didn't didn't have to spend millions to recruit these guys. But then you had Nakamura there, who could who could fire in an incredible free kick from anywhere on the park. And that's what that's what Celtic fans, I think, are missing at the minute. Though we're just missing that one special player. If you want to go a bit further back, we had Henry Larson and then you had all the other guys around the Hibbert could do a job, but. I think that's what we'd love to see. We'd just love to see Celtic show a bit of ambition. Like, there's, a, there's a saying in the tunnel as you're walking through Celtic, uh, I believe it was a great joke. team that said it, that the Celtic shirt is no made to fit inferior players. We just want to see our team going into the Champions League and be competitive. We didn't want to see Celtic going and bursting the bank to sign, do you know what I mean, 10 or 20 players worth £10 million each. We just want one maybe special player to come in. And for the rest of the team To be hard working And and just give it a real go You know what I mean And make us a bit competitive again And I think I definitely think They're on the, the right track They're big hands there Because we've got a few good players There right now like Jota And Kyogo And there's a few other guys there That are really Top class players But I think maybe If you just got one Really really special player Who that guy is I do not know But just to come in And then That would be the final piece To the puzzle Are
1: those guys you mentioned You know Jota Kyogo Whoever it may be Are they nowhere near Nakamura in, in your mind Brian I'm, I'm trying to gauge You know what what you consider special? I think let's take Larsen out of it. The chances of Celtic signing a Henrik Larsen are are very slim. I think we accept that. How much better then is Nakamura than, than say Jota or
11: whoever?
10: I don't know. if uh, He's better, but what he was better, at, he was better at producing on the big stage. Than maybe some of your other guys that have came and went. Like the Celtics had a lot of talented players over the years. I had like Robbie Keane and all that in the door for a wee while, but they never really done it on the big stage. Nakamura was firing in Three kicks against Man United Or scoring goals against Rangers Do you know what I mean He could produce a moment of magic uh, And I think As Celtic need on one player That can come in and just do that See if they just got somebody That could come in and do that or, And then have all these other Talented players around about them I think that would be I think that's what they're missing Just like I said The final piece to the yeah.
1: puzzle I get. I, I love the ambition And I love the idea In yeah. theory Hugh I just wonder you know, The Celtic recruitment staff If they're listening tonight How do you how do you go about going to get that, whether it's you know match winner, Maverick, whatever it is, that's automatically head and shoulders above what's already there?
2: Well, if you want him to excel in the Champions League, he will have to cost millions of pounds because players who can do that cost that. Threaded through Celtic's history, you find the dealings in the transfer market that are just wonderful but unexpected Lubomaravchik was one Henrik Larsson was there because Vim Janssen knew there was a get out clause in his contract that Celtic could handle Um, Kyogo I would say has the potential potential to be one of those things because of Koglu's knowledge of the Japanese market Um, but I think within the squad right now in Hatati and in Matt O'Reilly Celtic have two players there who may over the course of the European run find out that they can operate there with ease and grow there because I think Hattati and O'Reilly will one day leave Celtic Park for lots of money Uh, they've shown very very quickly that they are real talents and you know to pluck Matt O'Reilly from the MK Dons To use Ange Asian knowledge again In the case of Atati That's good work on the part of the management I think they could go on to be very special players Everything will come down to that draw in a fortnight's time When we find out just what Celtic are facing Uh, And you'll still be within the transfer market The transfer window So if you feel that you really do need
3: reinforcements You've still got time yeah I, I I agree I think there there is time um, But what I would say I don't think Ange Postacoglu Is the manager That will just go out there And sign a player For the sake of it I think he's got to fit The model and, and mould That he wants his Select team to, to play in And fit in right, fit in the structure I, I really don't think He'll go out and make A big signing Just to please the fans I kind of felt as if Rangers done that um, With Aaron Ramsey I think They they used it as a big Big name signing I don't think Select will do that I really don't mm. I think Hugh's right, I think Jota, Kyogo I think two or three years time If they were to be at Celtic They could be legends The way that they're going And they've spent their first season You need to remember They've only been here a season
1: Uh, Right, Brian's after that one special player We've got a man on the line Any ideas, a man, who it could be? Ronaldo The Brazilian one He's a bit old now, is he not? The Portuguese Ronaldo I'm talking about The the number seven
8: Signed for Celtic I know I uh-huh. know he, he said he loved The atmosphere at Celtic And he's he's. I mean Dermot is worth A couple of billion anyway
2: I, I so why not keep him For a, for, uh, keep him for a he's, season he's, he's, out, no. he's out
1: of favour he's, he's, yeah. he's rocking the boat At, at Old yeah. Trafford here I, I wouldn't touch him With a barge pole it's, it's, Hold on That's what's holding it back Is that Celtic Wouldn't touch him I, I don't think Ange Cogley Would well, stand we'll, for him Right, hold on it. So the same Ronaldo You think that's what would hold this back Rather than He maybe not fancying life In the oh, Scottish no, 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 Premiership no. Ronaldo wouldn't touch Scotland With a barge pole Right, he, okay he would, he would regard it as a, An
2: offensive idea <laughs> That he moved to Scottish football But He's now turning into A middle-aged prima, prima donna He's uh, <laughs> pretty good though <laughs> Yeah, He's yeah, pretty yeah. good At what he does But we, we've, you've, you've, you've Solved the puzzle for yourself Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> Would think That it was a joke If someone
3: suggested That he go to a Scottish club I don't think We'll see Cristiano Ronaldo in Dingwall in December Do you?
1: I think we can nip That right there Thanks a man It was an interesting suggestion We will leave it there Because we're late for this break We'll get the rest of the answers To the teaser And more of your calls next
0: Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025
1: Clyde One Super Scoreboard. In a quick show, this. Cami Bell and Hugh Keeven still here, though. You've not scared them off yet, and they're trying their best on this teaser. Thank you again to Andrew Foster from Wisher, who sent it in. And the email address, if you want to do likewise, is fulltime at Clyde One.com. So he says, Can you name the last 10 Celtic or Rangers strikers to score in a domestic cup final? You were on fire At the start of this Hugh Keevans Edward, Dembele Hooper Novo Cami. Got anything for us
3: Yeah um, Chris Boyd
1: Yes In both cups um,
3: We've got Kenny Miller Yes Both
1: cups the show.
3: No No is he not I didn't think he had Griffiths Yes
1: Alright We've got two to get So we'll get them uh, Three to get Sorry I'm sure we will get them Before the end Of the show Let's try and tick off Some more of the talking points Ahead of this weekend Motherwell interim boss Stevie Hamill Says he's ready to be given the full time job if the club choose to offer him the role. The club will begin interviewing candidates for the position early next week. Hamill of course will be in charge then for the visit of St Johnson tomorrow.
11: We had a right good chat yesterday. Myself the Chairman Alan Burroughs um, had a had a chat yesterday about how we see things going forward and, and what we can do as a club to improve um and get better and um it was it was a positive meeting. I'm in a position at the club that is it's a it's a senior football position. I'm, I'm I'm grateful and privileged to be in the position I am just now, and I'm grateful every day for all that. If that's to then progress into the first team manager, then fantastic. If that's what the club want and they feel it's the best, I feel like it's it's something I'm I'm prepared to do. And and if if they feel like that is and that's the best thing for the club, then great. Then we'll 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 see how that plays out. Um, Obviously, um, as I said, I'm in a a good role within the club at the minute. But if if the club feel that this is the right decision to make and we see enough just now, then fantastic.
2: There could be a scenario whereby at five o'clock tomorrow, uh, Stevie Hamill has uh, beaten St. Johnston at Fir Park. He's got six points out of six. And he moves even closer to the manager's job. I, I just get the impression, listening to Stevie there... He's more open to the idea than he was a week ago uh, And I get the feeling With absolutely no insider knowledge at all That Motherwell are getting closer to that feeling as well I mean Cammy, there's only
1: so much you can do If you're in his position today And you're at that media conference The tone has to be right You're never going to get anyone saying Yes, I want it, I'm desperate for it Give me the job Um But at the same Do you get the feeling He's gone about as far as he can there To to sort of publicly say I am interested in this That's what it sounds
3: like Of course I I think he has said that I think we can tell by the tone And what what he said in that conversation there In in an interview That he wants the job I think Motherwell I mean tomorrow's a massive day for him Um, Whether I think he gets it or not If he gets three points I'm not saying Motherwell Should give him the job after that But Motherwell are in a good position then That they've won two games under a caretaker manager They can maybe take a little bit of time Give him another week To see where he goes and how the players react to him um, But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big week, big game that tomorrow I think Callum, John, uh, Callum Davison mm-hmm. Under a bit of pressure at St Johnston. I would say after last season's downfall And they just got over the line to stay in the Premier League um, And a, a poor result last week at home
1: Can it be... I get what you're both saying, obviously you win tomorrow, it would be six points Can it be dependent on that either way? I mean, for instance, Mullerwell get a, her, a ridiculous refereeing decision in their favour in the 90th minute tomorrow when they win the game or, you know, someone scores an own goal, it goes off someone's backside Should moments like that be able to really influence... A decision as big as this—if we're talking, you know, one or two games—does it really matter whether you know whether they win tomorrow or not for Stevie Hamill? Should it? Um,
2: no, no, it doesn't. I, I mean, obviously, if Motherwell lost five nothing at home to St Johnston, then right, yeah, you, you've had it. Uh, but I just get the feeling that the people, Jim McMahon and um, Alan Burrows, uh, they are Motherwell fans. They know the club intimately. They know Stephen Hamill for a long They have known him for a long time um, I, I don't think Your legendary status will only take you so far yeah. But I think that they See in him Someone who could do the yeah.
1: job It doesn't make it the right call But he would certainly start with goodwill in the tank Cammy, That's just the relationship he has with, with Motherwell and the fans as Hugh says Even if they think mm, Don't know, bit inexperienced Wish we'd gone for someone else They'd still get right behind them. That's that's just a given
3: Definite, and I think I think the the results are important Because at the end of the day, as you said If he gets beat 5-0, there's no chance he's getting a job If he wins 5-0 tomorrow, flip that round the other way I think his stock's really high He's got a real response from his players that, that he's been working under and I'm not saying that then... I think then Motherwell are in a really good position mm. that they can buy themselves time, they can take their time and think, right, Stephen, we'll sit down, we're going to give you another few games where we'll look at what's out there, but you are definitely in the frame for this job. And it, it gives the club time. They don't need to make a rash decision and it's a, they look at the long-term decision.
1: It's not been one of those vacancies, Hugh, where there are loads of names that you, you've no. seen linked to, uh, and certainly not too many. Realistic ones The latest seems to be Paul Lambert Is that one You could see? Well
2: Paul's not closing the door On the idea himself So clearly He would be amenable To a conversation Um, Whether The fans Would see that As Retrograde step uh, They, they want Not just Stevie Hamill Because of what he has meant To the club But they, they want Fresh ideas uh, But Paul has managed a lot of clubs Some very well Others not so well uh, I'm not sure that he would be at the top of the priority list
1: hmm. Depends what the comparison is Camino that is, There are not many candidates like we said Has look The, the way football management is going to work for teams like Motherwell It's kind of like when they're in a market for a player You're just not getting a English Premier League quality manager Who's at the peak of his powers Obviously So you're either looking at Someone Up and coming Who's yep. looking for a first yep. opportunity Or an early opportunity yep. Or Someone who has operated At a high level And maybe Hasn't Set the world alight With their last the previous job And that's obviously what Paul Lambert Paul, would come into
3: Yeah Paul Lambert's that one And Kevin Thompson's probably the other one so they're, they're the two comparisons You're looking at Kevin Thompson Really successful as went in at, at Rangers At the youth levels And the B team Built his up Then went and took a job At the lower leagues Done his As you say His apprenticeship With With Kelly Hart's done really really well Highly spoke of And he I'm pretty sure He'd be interested in that opportunity As a, as the Motherwell manager So he's that up and coming Young guy that Again Probably If he had two good seasons At Motherwell Then he moves on That's, that's the way Motherwell work And operate but then you've got Paul Lambert, who has had success as a manager, but also had failure, um, and probably his recent jobs have been failures. To be honest,
1: I mean, it did last three years at Ipswich, so even staying in any job for that length of time as a manager now is has to carry yeah. a level of um, yeah. measured success.
2: Yeah, I said the very fact that Paul is amenable to the idea uh, means that Mother will have to consider him, because it's nice to have people of that. age level of experience who want to manage your club he did play at Motherwell before he went to Borussia Dortmund uh, but that was a while ago Uh, I I just get this feeling having listened to that audio clip from uh, Stevie Hamill that you played there I just get the feeling that He's closer to the job, much closer than he was a week ago Hmm.
1: Interesting, what do you think? You can send us a tweet or give us a call I'm sure we'll get back to it next week Because that's when the process is meant to kick off For interviewing candidates And then we'll move towards uh, an appointment Maybe the end of next week or uh, the beginning of the following week Anything else jumping out at you ahead of tomorrow, Hugh? You look at Aberdeen Yeah Content maybe Would be the word For the performance At Celtic Park And you, you can't be happy With the defeat No but, but I thought it, They handled themselves well uh,
2: Given the nature Of the occasion um, They've made their Tenth signing now uh, St Mirren have had A poor start to the season uh, And I think That Aberdeen will be Looking tomorrow To have a Statement result As they call them Jim Goodwin First league game Of the season At Pataudry uh Expectations high. I think St Mirren are a bit of bother there tomorrow.
1: And it's such a strange time for St Mirren, Cammy. Doom and gloom over the summer, out of the League Cup, concerns about the new season. The manager gets linked with a return to Fir Park. He then loses to managerless Motherwell, but he clapped off the pitch because the fans actually appreciated the effort and the performance. The guys in here at the weekend were making the point that good and fine, well done the fans on Sunday. But that'll only get you so far. A couple of more defeats and that that's just gone that stuff.
3: Yeah, result driven business, that's what this is. And again, you look at last week result, Liam Kelly had an outstanding mm. game, was fantastic in goals for Motherwell. So that was the difference in that game. St Mirren did put on a decent performance, but ultimately when you're that much on top, you need to make that turn that into three points, especially at home. Um so that's a massive game for me because Jim Goodwin for me needs to get a result on the board he, he didn't have a great end to the season last season And now he's got his own squad in there It's a home game against a struggle on St Mirren side So if St Mirren were to go up there and get a result That puts Jim Goodwin under a little bit of pressure And uncertainty up there um, So it's a, it's a big game for both managers manage, I would say Managing your life's hard Kenny. Yep, My grandson gave Brighton's manager a bit of a
2: going over last night At a season ticket Holders for him <laughs> Graham Potter didn't know What he was taking
1: on What was he digging him up for I thought he was Was he not well liked Graham Potter Yeah but he,
2: He's getting a bit concerned About Well today Another big sale Cucarea, uh, Away to Chelsea So My grandson is taking all of this Very well <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well if he's anything like you I can imagine He uh, was quite forthright In what he had to say um, Right Let's Dig in a bit more On this full time teaser Because we're almost Finished Uh, tonight We're looking for The last 10 strikers Out and out strikers To score a goal For Celtic or Rangers In a domestic cup final You've got Chris Boyd You've got Nacho Novo Kenny Miller Gary Hooper Moussa Dembele Odson Edward And Lee Griffiths, Which Uh, leaves us with Three
2: Are we as far back as 30?
1: Not quite Mm -hmm. No Yeah.
3: Mm. Whoa. How many have we got of each?
1: There are one, Two Celtic One Rangers to go Right you've not got the most recent one You should be kicking yourself for that alone Oh wow Come on Right let's go through last season's cup finals Yep Let's start with the league cup final last season Who was in it? Which was won by Celtic Yep Against Hibbs Oh Keogel Keogel He was the main man that day uh, Right what, What's a Generally a sort of safe bet Around the Boyd Miller Time for Rangers You know Kind of slightly um, Scottish No oh, Croatian
3: uh, jelvic Yep yeah, that's who And the watching.
1: furthest one back And the hardest one for sure a Polish striker? Jackie Jackanoff No, we're not going that oh, far Magic back Zyrowski. Magic Magic yes. Zurawski. Well done Good teamwork there I like that Cammy Bell And Hugh Kevens, Thanks for your company uh, A bigger thanks though As always to you For listening For your tweets And your calls We obviously cannot Do it without you We are back tomorrow For a fantastic Saturday afternoon It kicks off at 2pm So make sure you join us Hugh will be back Mark Wilson Gordon DL And next up It's George with GBX Anthems